Basically, we, what we want to do tonight, I'm going to invite some people onto the platform, and we want to just start a discussion about relationships. And we serve a God who loves relationship. He wants a relationship with me. He wants a relationship with you. Um, so much. I love what Pastor Chris was sharing this morning about our theme for this year being reconnect. Like, hey, let's remember to keep coming together. And so it's really important in life that we do relationships well. And one, you know, major, I guess, part of life is a romantic relationship. So we want to talk about what that looks like tonight. We want to open up the conversation around uh, relationships. And I'd encourage you, this is not for just, uh, uh, this is not a, a night where we say, here are the answers, here's how you do it, here's the formula to a good relationship. We just want to have a discussion about relationships. And I love uh, this scripture, it's in 1 Corinthians 6, 12. Uh, and it's basically Paul responding to these people who were saying to him, they're saying, um, you know, we can do X, Y, and Z because it's legal. Like it's, it's legal, so we can do it. So, you know, we should be allowed to keep doing that. And Paul says back, he says, all things are lawful for me, but not all things are helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I'll be not dominated by anything. And I guess what we want to discuss tonight is we want to just have a discussion around what are some things that are going to be helpful for our relationships. If, if the destination for us is a healthy, God-honoring relationship, what are some things that are going to help us get to that destination? And obviously we say that recognizing that we don't have all the answers, um, and also that there's probably a bunch of different people who are in a bunch of different places on the journey this evening. Uh, people who are single, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you've even been through a relationship, maybe you're divorced, maybe you're married happily, maybe you know things are a bit of a challenge. There's people everywhere on the journey tonight. So I just want to en encourage you that no matter where you are on the journey, hopefully there's something that's helpful for you this evening. Uh, this is not just a message for... Uh, or a time for us to tell single people that you should get into a relationship. However, after parties, a good place for that. You know, Valentine's Day, yeah, there's still time, guys. There's still time. Um, but that's not what tonight is about. Um, we're going to be just discussing, hey, what are some things that are helpful in relationships? And the other thing I just wanted to point out before we start is just that we have an incredibly loving and gracious God who doesn't judge us on our past. He's just interested in the decisions that you're making right now. So no matter what your past has looked like, I believe that from tonight, from this moment, you can make a decision to move forward um, and even just determine that, hey, in the future, I want to have great um, God-honoring relationships. So without further ado, I would love to welcome our panel to the platform. Why don't we welcome them up? They're just all going to come at once. Yeah, stand up for them. Stand up, come on, on your feet, on your feet. There we go, there we go. There we go. And uh, have a seat on our, our lovely little uh, set that we've got here. You can be seated again. Very good as we work out our seats. We've got a, a good-looking panel this evening. Very good. Are we all here? Very good. So we, what we're going to do is I'm going to go through and introduce everyone. Um, and then I've got a bunch of questions. We asked uh, some of our life group leaders what were the most common 
uh, relationship questions that they got asked. Um, I got a list of about 100, so we've kind of tried to condense that down into nine questions that kind of summarize everything. So if you ask the question, it doesn't get specifically answered. Uh, for example, if you, you want to know whether the boys should have to leave the toilet seat down, uh, this, that's something you can talk about at after parties. Uh, if you, if you want to talk about how much Monopoly you should play, should you limit the amount of Monopoly you play in your relationship, after parties are a good place for that discussion. Uh, but we've, <laughs> Gabe's like really cut, then we're not answering. Maybe his questions, we don't know. We don't know. Uh, anyway, well, why don't we go through and introduce everyone. Up this end, we've got... I'm Ted. We've got Ted. Why don't we welcome Ted? Give him a big round of applause. And he's representing, the, he's representing the... Been married for almost 10 years. How many years have you been married for? Uh, Coming to eight. Eight. Coming to eight. Pretty much 10 years, right? 10 years almost a decade. Uh, that's great. And we've got Sarah here. Let's welcome Sarah. <laughs> She's representing the singles. Where the single people at this evening? Woohoo! Oh yeah, we've got my beautiful wife Talita, and we're representing still on the honeymoon after seven years. No, no. we're in the we're in the middle of, of ten years and, and uh, the other things that and single. We're in the middle of that, seven years. Uh, we've got Jordy Howard representing the single people. We've got Becky. She is representing, married for, how long have you been married for, Becky? Almost two years. Almost two years. Very good. And we've got the one, the only, Pastor Sue. What a welcome. Representing, married for 30, 30 years. years. Wow. So there's some wisdom we want to glean off this evening. Um, we, we were joking, all the difficult ones, we're just sending that straight to pass, this chest pass, straight there, hospital pass. Um, it's good. Uh, there was questions about will we be opening to the floor tonight to ask questions? We won't be doing that. We've only got a limited amount of time. But again, after parties, discuss them. Cool. Um, I think we're going to kick it off talking about being single. For There's a lot of questions that came in around singleness, and I think it's an important conversation to have. Um, and so let's kick it off. The first question that got asked was, how do you be content single? I'm going to throw that. Sarah Trodson, yeah. response. It's a, really, it's a really good question, and I know we talked about it this week. You know, what does that mean? And one of the first things we sort of looked at was contentment probably isn't the right word. You know, we need to be content in any season, yeah. irrelevant of whether we're single, we're married, you know, no matter where we are. But what... I really saw that question as is how do I enjoy being single like how do I find the good the goodness and for me I think it's easy to forget that we're all individuals mm -hmm. it doesn't matter when we get married when we have kids when we're grandparents we're still an individual mm -hmm. and the best part about being single is that you have a time to explore that yeah. You can really find out who you are, who God's called you to be. You can Great. chase any passion, any career, anything you want in life. You have the opportunity to build that for yourself. And I think yeah. that's so unique. And I would say it like this. It's a season where you can be selfish without being selfish. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. I love that. That's a great answer. Um, Jordy, what do you have to say about that now? Oh, the single rep. Oh, the single rep. <laughs> Um, yeah, I, that, dude, that's awesome. I think, yeah, for sure. Um, there is like that pressure, eh? Like mm. from, I think, a number of different voices yeah. in your life, even if it's social media. Like um, even I literally had a chat the other day with a mate and he was like, so, and all my, like not all my friends, but like a few of my mates in the last like two or three years have either like sort of landed a ring 
or like they're in a pretty serious relationship. And he was like, so Geordie, <laughs> you know, you're like 20. Have you got any, like all that stuff. And I don't think it comes from a place like that, but I think it's just important, yeah, just to know that you're, you're, you're a whole person, man. And, yeah. and, and, and in this time, there's stuff you can do that you can't do when you're in a relationship. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it's, um, there's gold in every season if you're willing to look long enough and hard enough. And yeah. um, I heard a quote and they said, um, you know those quotes that just hit you? Yeah, this is one of those ones like, for me it's anyway. It's different. And it said, um, <laughs> it's different. It's different, man. It said, miserable singles make miserable couples. Yeah, wow. Yeah, that was my reaction with a bit of tears. That was my reaction. <laughs> but it's so true, man. Like, yeah. like there's, there's joy in this season, man. And I think yeah. it's a choice that we all have to choose it. And I'm just trying to choose it so every good. day, yeah. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think, like, in a similar um, kind of thought, I, I've heard it said before that, like, two halves don't make a whole when it comes to relationships. Like, a healthy relationship is two people that are already whole and content. You know, if you're lonely and single, you're probably going to be lonely in a relationship. So, um, yeah, it's a gr- I think it's such an amazing and overlooked season. And, and that's why we wanted you guys on here. I think these guys are, like, a killing singleness, you two. It's awesome. Um, and I, like, I think often when we have relationship panels, it's like the people that have already worked. It's like singles are like, oh, they haven't worked it out yet. Uh, but actually, I think some singles actually have a really good idea uh, when it comes to relationships. So that's great. Second question, similar kind of thought. How do you know when you are ready to start a relationship? Ted, how did you know you were ready to start a relationship with Ange? I think uh, for me, when I wasn't bothered that I needed to be in a relationship. Yeah. Um, I think everything that Sarah said, I think you just need to really just enjoy the life that you've got yeah. and just be happy with that. And I think that shows maturity. And yeah. I think for me, that's when you're ready for a relationship. Yeah, mm. that's awesome. Mm. It's something I always remember is your wife, Ange, when she said, I think in a relationship panel, actually, was like, um, was basically like, if you chase God, love will chase you. Like, don't just chase love. Um, and that's, that's stuck with me for a long time. And I reckon... That's right. You know, when you're not bothered about your relationship status, you're probably in a healthy, healthy place to start a relationship. You know, when it's not like, I need this relationship for this reason, then you're probably in a good spot. So yeah. what do you reckon, Geordie? You've got to have money, bro. Got to have some no, money? Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> but I'm kidding, but I'm also kind of not kidding. Like, because, <laughs> stay with me for a second. <laughs> stay with me. Like, the practical side yeah. of yeah. it. Because, like, a guy came up to me, he's like, bro, the rela- a relationship is what's next for me. I'm like, boy, you're broke. Yeah. Like, you don't have a job, dude. Yeah, yeah. or, like, just the practical side of stuff. Like, are you actually ready for that commitment? Yeah. Like, yeah. that's a big thing if you want to take it seriously, which I think people want to do. Yeah. So I think to, to, um, to check the practical side of stuff. And, yeah, just know that, that you're, a whole, you're a whole person, man. And um, mm. just that, yeah, there's um, – oh, I lost where I was going to go with that. Yeah, cool. Um, <laughs> I got another quote actually that I heard, 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 and it was that, um, it was that, um, oh, here we go. There we go. Y'all with me tonight. Thank you for your patience. Come on, man. It's hitting different this evening. Is that, yeah, if you, if you think, um, I think you said it like, if you think a relationship is going to fix all your problems, like the relationship will become your problem. Yeah. yeah. And and so I think it's just, yeah, really important to be secure in yourself, like know who you are and know your worth doesn't come from what you do, but, but who God says you are. And, And I think if you're around good people, you can actually ask them, hey, do you think I'm ready? Super good. And, yeah. and I think a lot of us can look to certain voices that where we want to hear a certain answer. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. you know how 
now if you want someone to affirm your dumb idea, you'll go to that one person. Yeah, yeah. But I think if you're surrounded with some good people, and I'm really grateful to have a lot of really awesome guys who are in the same season as me yeah. and ahead of me yeah. to be like, if that season came about, like, bro, what do you think? Yeah. Like, do you really think I'm ready for that? And, and I think um, that's the beauty of church, hey? Like, having such a cool community around us to, to ask those sort of, like, questions. Yeah, so, yeah that's great, man. I think that's so important. I think life group is a great place to get around people that are going to yeah. encourage you and, and hopefully not just tell you what you want to hear, but kind of encourage you with what you need to hear. Um, and I think it's great you just mentioned it, and the, the question wasn't in here, but uh, you know, when it comes to relationships, that like, I think you've even got to look at yourself and think, what is the purpose of, of dating this person for me? And I think if the ultimate goal isn't marriage, I think there's the danger of, you know, am I just going to play with people's yeah. hearts? Am I just going to, someone going to end up getting hurt through this. So, um, yeah, very good. Next question. This, is, this one actually, we want to do something. I want to get a poll, an audience poll, okay, on this question. So we're going to have the yays and the nays. Uh, and, and the question is, does the guy always have to make the first move? Okay, have a think. Okay, let's, let's see where the yays at. The guys have to make the first move. There's less than I expect. The guys don't have to make the first move. Oh, I think the nays have it. I think the nays have it. Uh, and I think, you know what? I think that uh, we live in 2021. I think that, you know, anyone can make the first move. We were, me and Talitha were talking about that, and, and we were like, man, we were making moves a long time before we started dating, uh, whether it was like who we were going to after parties with, where we were hanging out. It was like, hey, I've got a big group of friends going to do this. Would you like to come too? Uh, you know, going to this birthday party. Are you going to be there? I was looking back. This was a little bit premature, but looking back when I was like 13 in youth and I was messaging Talitha saying, you coming to youth? Are you bringing your friends? Friends, you know, um, so you know, I think I think both people should be making moves. I, I think, and I think sometimes, as guys, um, sometimes, how do we put this gently? Like maybe we can be a little bit oblivious. Um, we've read back like our Facebook messages, and it was clear Talitha was keen for quite a while, and I'm just like, oh, you know, I'm just in my own world. Uh, <laughs> um, so you know, girls, I'd say it's okay for you to you know maybe prompt and like make a move if the guy's kind of not getting the picture. Um, but what I would say is, guys, if you make the first move, it's only sending good signals to the girl. If you're the one that asks her out for a date. All you're saying is, you know what, I'm taking responsibility, I'm taking leadership. So um, you guys, do it, it's a good thing. But girls, if you need to give a little bit of, of prompting, if you need to make the first move, totally go for it. Um, I think that, that is good. Um, next question, we're kind of now in a, talking about being in a relationship. Obviously, a relationship is often two very different people coming together. It is funny how uh, opposites kind of seem to attract. We actually did this... Um, on a family holiday recently, we had a couple of the, the couples that were there doing personality tests, and, and it was hilarious how all the couples were almost polar opposite when it came to personality. Uh, and so you've got these two people that are totally different trying to live a life together. Uh, the question being, how do we overcome differences in our relationships? So um, why don't we hear from Ted on this one? Ooh. Um Look, I think if it's little stuff, just communication, I think, is really important. Um, and, like, Ange and I, we've always, yeah, tried to make that, um, you know, um, yeah, really important with our own marriage and, and yeah. yeah, to go through that. But 
I think big stuff, I think it's important that, um, you know, whoever it's with, like core values stuff particularly, mm. I think you need to have good counsel, yeah. um, wise people, good leaders um, yeah. around that person. And also uh, trusting in the Holy Spirit as well. So, like, if there's, yeah, a real big concern, um, I think... Uh, yeah, trusting in the Holy Spirit that they're going to, you know, do a good thing and work to, with yeah. that person. Yeah. Um, and then the other thought is um, that, you know, before marriage, before you even maybe thinking of dating or whatever, you know, even be thinking about, like, if this is an issue to you, can you actually live with that? Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, my thoughts. That's great, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and I think that's a big part of, like, the dating season, hey, is working out like, are we headed in the same direction? And, like, if it's like we're not headed in the same direction now, it's kind of hard to, you know, pull that together. So I think that's, yeah, I think that's a great thought. Like, actually working out, you know, maybe we are different, and is that going to cause us pain down the track, or is that something that we're able to work together and, and communicate through? So I'd encourage you, actually, don't waste that, even, like, pre-dating kind of, of season of getting to know the other person. I think a lot of people just jump straight into the deep end of relationships, and it's like you end up later on figuring out we're actually totally not compatible, or, like, we've got all these things that we should have, like, talked about earlier on. So um, very, very good. What do you think, Pastor Sue? How do we overcome differences? I, I, think, um, I think Ted nailed it. I think communication is the main thing. Um, if you can communicate honestly and respectfully... Yeah. So we don't use words like you, we don't use always or never. That's great, yeah. And when we, when we talk about our relationship, we don't talk about each other. Our relationship is separate to each. So we talk about our relationship, yeah. not you didn't, you never, you always, I don't yeah. like it when you. We talk about our relationship as being something quite separate to us as individuals. Yeah. When we communicate, and I think always, always, always take people on the journey with you and always... N- never be afraid to ask for help. Yeah, that's great. I think people wait sometimes too long to ask for help, mm. and um, there's no shame in asking for help. It's actually wisdom to yeah. ask for help. Yeah. It's actually a good sign that you care yeah. about your relationship. Yeah. I think, if you're willing, and that uh, that was gold there. Like, if you didn't, if you missed that, like not using always and never, that's something that helped us massively in our marriage. Was learning not to say like you know, Talitha to tell me, you, all, you never put your clothes in the dirty, dirty clothes basket. Because even though it was mostly true, it wasn't 100% true. There were some times they got in there, so I'd feel cut. Like, hey, sometimes I got it right. So now she just says 99% of the time. And uh, she's true and I feel good. Because I'm like, you're 1% of the time, I'm getting better. And next time if she says 98%, I'm like, you know what? That's an improvement. No. <laughs> um, Next one, I think this is a big question, and, and this is something, the, the question is, why safe sex for marriage? And I think this is important, an important question. This is probably something I didn't fully understand until after I got married, if I'm honest. I think I grew up and I'm like, this is something that God wants, and I want to honor God, but I probably didn't get the why so much. Um, so let's talk about that. Why safe sex for marriage? Um, Becky, you had a great answer when we were discussing this, so... Yeah, well, there's actually a lot of science behind why you should save sex for marriage. Um, And a lot of it comes down to our hormones, funnily enough. But for men, their hormone that creates the bond is called vasopressin. And when sex happens too early in a relationship, guys don't actually have time to form a bond with the girl they're dating. 
Mm. Um, and so that's when you start to see the guys are like, what are you doing? Like, you're crazy, but I don't know why. Because girls, the hormone for them is oxytocin. And when sex happens, it bonds them to the male. And so that's why we see, like, girls who are obsessive over their exes who they've had sex with because it's, like, it forms a bond. Mm. Um, and so for men especially, um, they actually imprint. So when... If their first sexual experience is with their wife, they imprint on the girl they're with. They imprint mm. on their wife. Mm. But if their first sexual experience is with some random down at the club, then they actually imprint on that experience yeah. and they co constantly chase after that same experience. Yeah. Um, and so when you wait for marriage, you actually form a really strong bond mm. with, your, with your partner, with your husband, with yeah. your wife. So... That's yeah. so cool. I love that there's like actually a scientific reason. I think that's what I grew up not understanding. I'm like, okay, we're not doing this, but uh, I'm not sure why. Uh, you know, I think a little bit of the, the sex ed I had at school was kind of just like, if you have sex, you die. Um, so, so <laughs> it's like, so, you know, it's like, oh, there's actually a reason for it. So that's great. And Pastor, so you had a kind of similar thought. Yeah, I had a similar thought. What I would also say is, you know, from, from my perspective, mm. you know, if you do get overly involved too quickly, it just becomes really complicated. Mm. Yeah. You know, and if you don't stay with that person, then you have baggage yeah. and things that you need to work through and layers that make your next relationship more difficult. But Shane Willard talks about this phenomena called um, limerence, which is actually a psychological phenomena mm. where um, if you get overly involved, and we're not even talking you know, sex before marriage, but if you get overly even emotionally involved too quickly, it releases, there's a release of a, a hormone and, and parts to Shane talks about it being like actually being high. So you release this, I think it's dopamine or something, yeah, in, in your system and it actually makes you blind to the person's or oblivious to the person's obvious fault. So if you've ever had a friend who is dating someone and you're like... <laughs> what? <laughs> Why can they not see this? Yeah. Mm. This is why. And so what happens is that apparently it lasts for about six months. And that's why you see sometimes at the six-month mark, mm. someone will come to you and be like, oh, my goodness, why did no one tell me that this person was awful and nasty and mean? And it's because they actually couldn't see it. So there's yeah. science behind the, the wisdom that is the Bible. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, we need to pay attention to that. And, you know, Chris and I being, you know, in leadership and pastoring people for years, can I just say, it is so much simpler. If you can do yeah. it this way, so much simpler. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Ted, you even mentioned that about like when you and Ange were dating, right? Yeah. It just made our whole relationship so simple, but just fun. Like, yeah. I think we, you know, like I remember doing silly things like going on roller coasters and pulling funny faces. Like, we were just, just like two people, I think, growing our friendship um, yeah. and our love was, you know, getting stronger and all that and just enjoying it, having yeah. fun and it was simple. I love it. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It keeps it simple. And, and again, I think it comes back to that whole thought tonight that, hey, you know what? You can, God doesn't love you any less, no matter, like, depending, like, no matter what you do, God doesn't love you less. However, things, you know, we can do things that are actually going to help our relationships and help us to end up in that spot where we want to be. Um, I, I think it's important that we recognise tonight too that you know there could be a bunch again people are everywhere on the spectrum tonight maybe you've you know maybe you're still in high school maybe you've never had a sexual experience maybe you have and I think it's important that uh, I guess the, the other question would be what 
what if I have lost my virginity? What's wrong if I'm, if I'm not a virgin? And, and Sarah, you had, I think, a great response to that. Yeah, I think it's something that our culture has really confused, mm-hmm. that this idea of purity and that word, we just associate it with virginity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that takes something away from it because it suggests we can lose it. It's yeah. something that maybe we lose and we can't get back. And something that's really important uh, for people is I think them understanding that God didn't expect you to honor him before you knew him, before yeah. you had relationship with him. Yeah. Like if you didn't grow up knowing anything about God, how could you have known? And I think that's really releasing yeah. because not only does it mean that you're not being judged, but it means you can actually have purity. And I think a better word, Pastor Chris mentioned earlier, like sexual integrity in your relationships. That's something that can start today. That's something that can start at any point when you choose to live that way. Yeah, I think that's so great. I think it's great. Like no matter whether you've had sex before or not, whether you're a virgin or not, you can actually choose to have sexual integrity today. Um, It's not, and I think you're right. When people start throwing around the word pure, it's like pure or impure, like, oh, you're impure. And I think that's so not... I think that's a toxic kind of term to put around. I think what's more helpful is, hey, are you making decisions today to be integrous in, in your sexuality? Um, a, a similar kind of question on that, and I think, Pastor, so you kind of answered it, um, is the question, how far is too far uh, in a relationship when it comes to being physical? How far is too far when you're dating before you're married? Um, and, and I think the answer is similar. When you do get overly involved physically, it does put the blinders on when it comes to a relation, uh, com- comes to that other person in the, the relationship that you're in. Um, I think something else to recognise is that God has designed, God actually designed sex. Um, he loves sex. He intended for us to have sex. He's not up in heaven going, oh, what are they doing? Like, <laughs> didn't intend this. Like, you know, he, he actually designed it, which means he actually designed our bodies to work in certain ways. So when we do certain things, certain chemicals get dumped into our brain, into our body. Um, So I I think, again, the question is, hey, is this actually helping us to keep our sexual integrity? You know, if we're making out alone in our bedroom for hours on end, is that going to actually help us keep our sexual integrity? My answer would be no, that's probably not going to help because your body's made for one thing to lead to another. So I think just have wisdom around that, have discussions around that with your partner, um, uh, you know, set healthy boundaries, but, but again, be motivated by the right reason. I think that fear is a really bad motivator. Um, you know, why are we actually doing this? Why do we not hang out one-on-one alone in our bedroom? Well, it's because, you know, we want to keep our sexual integrity. So I encourage you have those discussions, have good communication. Um, I know it took us a little while to have that conversation. Uh, remember we started dating and I was very um, silly and asked Talitha to be my girlfriend, and, and we were talking, we're like, we should probably talk about what boundaries we're going to set. And I said, I just see you as a friend. Like, I don't think we need to talk about boundaries. Uh, anyway, about three nights later, we were having a discussion on why boundaries are really important. Because uh, we're like, oh, okay, no. Uh, let's have this discussion now. So, um, yeah, there's a quick one there. Uh, another question. Is there such thing as the one Rebecca? What do you think? I, I, I think no. That I think in relationships, if you you choose the person that you want to be with and you choose to make it work, yeah. there's no such... I don't think there's such thing as the one. I don't think there's going to be a perfect relationship. Yeah. I think there's definitely more compatible matches. Hmm. But when it comes to the one, I th- yeah, you can pick anyone you want and you need to make it work with that person for yeah. the rest of your life. So, so choose good. wisely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's super helpful. I think there's so much pressure on finding the right one. But like you're saying, yeah. like 
If you're married, you found the one, okay? You found them. Good job. Uh, congrats. Um, but it really is. The question is not, are they the one? It's, it is, but are they the one that I can choose to keep loving them? You know, can I, the challenges that we have, maybe the differences we have, is it worth overcoming that? And like Becky said, there's going to be times where, um, you know, you can choose whoever. There's probably some more difficult paths that you could choose, so choose wisely. Um, but, you know, also don't just be, I guess, scared that it's like, I'll never find the one. There's no purpose. Perfect one. Um, very good. Uh, next question. We are almost out of time, so we're going to power through this one. Actually, we're not. We're going to skip this one. No, we're going to do this one. What's one thing? We're going to skip the other one. What's one thing you wished you knew? This is for the married. When you got married, Ted. Really quickly, um, run your own race. It's not a competition. Everyone's marriage looks different. Just yeah. have fun and enjoy. So good. Yeah. That's great. Talitha, what about you? Um, I think similar to Ted, like not comparing your marriage with other people's marriages. And there's a great saying, like, the grass is greener where you water it, not on the other side. So if you're willing to sow into your relationship, into your marriage, and you're wanting to grow that and work on it, it's going to be the best and flourishing marriage for you. So, yeah, water your grass. Yeah, that's (laughs) (laughs) That sounds (laughs) weird. And I had something else to add. But I forgot. That was amazing as it was. That was (laughs) awesome. So good. Becky, what do you think? Uh, The piece of advice I got when I got married was actually from Janelle Byrne. And it was try not to have expectations. And if you have them, talk about them. Mm. And it saves you so much disappointment in your relationship. Because if you come home and I've expected Josh to have unpacked the dishwasher, cleaned the house, or if he's expected me to do that, and I get home and it's not done, it's like, oh... That's disappointing, like, oh, okay, like. <laughs> That's disappointing. But if I have the expectation and I talk to him about it, hey, babe, when you get home, would you mind? Then the expectations are clear, they're yeah. out there, he can say no, that's all right, if he's got other things going on, but talk about the expectations you do have, but try not to have them. <laughs> yeah, that's super good, yeah. so helpful. Uh, final question, and then we're out of time, is work-life balance, kids balance, family balance, how do you keep it? in marriage? It's a big question. Um, Pastor Sue, what do you think? Uh, I'm a 100% girl, I think. Um, So balance for me is, um, and I've had to learn this, we work better when things are working at home. So anything Mm. that flows out of us as a couple works better when things are working at home. Mm. When I'm at home, I try and be 100% at home. Mm. I'm not thinking about, and it's difficult for us because we work together. (laughs) <laughs> we live together, obviously. Um, we have kids together. So it can be difficult, but when we're at home, we try and be 100% at home and we don't bring work into that unless we need to or we actually have a thing where the other person can say, I don't want to talk about work right now. Yeah. And when I'm at work, I'm 100% here. When I'm at with the kids, I try mm. and be 100% with them because I don't think you can divide those things up. I don't mm. think you can be like, you know... Well, the more kids you have, the more you'd have to divide down. And I think um, that's been really helpful for us being 100%, but also mm-hmm. learning to be emotionally intelligent yeah. about pouring your emotions into your work or to the kids or to crises or whatever and, and knowing that you've got enough left in your tank so that when you go home, mm-hmm. you can be 100% there. And I think it's, yeah. you work it out as you go, but if you can be 100% on wherever you are, I think you starting in a good place. Great. That's awesome. Talitha, have you got anything to add to that? I think communication is really key. And Mm. I think 
yeah, within that balance, like every season is different. So even for us when, you know, we had a newborn and we're told, like it's a totally different season. Yeah. And so you've got to work out in that season, what do I maybe need a bit more of or what yeah. do we need to do that's more? So even like things like date night with a newborn, you know, was a little bit more difficult, but we were able to communicate and do simple mm. things that, um, you know, really helped our marriage. Yeah. And as well, I think for, you know, as being parents, you know, our children aren't going to live with us forever but we still need to really have that strong marriage and yeah. you know we don't want the kids to move out when we're older and then be like like who are we like you yeah. know who are you who is this person yeah. that's been living in my house but we need to keep that marriage you know strong and I yeah. think that's such even for our daughter like that's such a great example if we've got a strong loving marriage that's going to be such an amazing thing for her mm. to see um, so really you know prioritizing our marriage and you know doing date night whether it's simple things I think that's really you know helped that's our great. marriage and helped that balance yeah it's yeah. so good and I think I think it's even in the the question itself like you know the the best way to balance is by making small adjustments he, here and there like if you get too stuck in one way that's where you actually lose your balance but you know in every season just a little tweak here is a lot easier than making big adjustments to try keep yeah. that balance so so good well has that been helpful this evening everyone four people that's great that's great hey why don't we thank our panel they were amazing Come